Hey guys, what's up? I'm Shema. And I'm Tiffany. And you're listening to Punk. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast about the underdogs, the brave, the creative, and the slightly off in the Daisy community. Finally, after a winter hiatus, with new episodes and a new segment we like to call Brown Girl's Guide to Survival. We're so excited to bring on this new feature with our friends over at BGM. Each episode, we're going to have a different staff member talk to us about something they're passionate about and give us a tip or two. Today's Brown Girl contributor is Jocelyna. She is a psychiatric nurse practitioner student by day, and she moonlights as a yogi. New Year's resolutions. Uh, do you subscribe to them? Do you have them? Um, how to keep them? And even though we're in like the third, now about the third week by the time this comes out, and a lot of people have fallen off the wagon already, you know, what are Brown Girls tips to surviving New Year's resolutions? So, Jocelyna, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background with Brown Girl? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I am an editor and writer at Brown Girl Magazine. And um, I came on board with them, I think, last year. I Actually, the way it started was I was reading their stories. And I, I think it was like I was on that website when there was one story on there. And so I could just – and I just kept on following it. And I had – it was like the one and only place where I was reading stories that I could really um, relate to and um, that I felt like they, there was like a shared identity. Um, and so I saw that one day there was a call for writers and I just applied and it kind of just, it started from there and yeah. And then, so I'm also a student, I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner student at Seattle U. Um, I accidentally fell into healthcare. It was never (laughs) my plan. I hated doctors. I still kind of hate them. Uh, the reason I into I just feel like I just like rolled down a hill it's just a big accident so new year's resolutions do you believe in them do you have any I do I think that's a challenging <laughs> question um I do believe in new year's resolutions but I tend to keep them very private mm-hmm. um and usually like on holidays or like celebration days or like things like New Year's and Christmas and stuff like that are always pretty quiet holidays for me um, because there's just, I feel like there's just so dense and packed with so many things. Like on New Year's, I'm like reflecting a lot on the year. And even though it's like supposed to be like this amazing celebration and um, people are out with their friends and things like that, it's always been very intense for me um, just because like, it's just such a loaded day. So New Year's resolutions, I think, are a good way to just ground myself and think about simple things that I can do going forward for myself. I keep them simple for that reason. I like that idea. I like taking it more as a reflection of what your year has been like. That's kind of the whole point of New Year's. Like, if you're just going to go out and get trash with your friends, like, that's cool. But also, you should probably think about 
the year and if you've grown or how you've grown or what things you did right or what you wanted to change for the next year. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've always been like very reflective that way. Um, but even when it wasn't like a conscious thing, like I was making like, okay, I'm going to have this resolution or I'm going to like eat healthier or do this or do that. I, I think it's just naturally like when the end of the year comes, it's just a time of reflection. And then I will usually think to myself, okay, here's one or two things I want to do. So that's why sometimes it's hard for me to answer the question. Do I believe in resolutions? Because the word is so like tied to what a resolution should be. And like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And like, there's like those cliche type Mm -hmm. of things, but I just, yeah, it's more been like a reflection and goal setting process for me than like attach myself to that. Like, resolution paradigm if that makes any sense which I guess in a good transition way or way in a way to transition that's a good also tip for other people is maybe not keeping such intense specific resolutions like maybe give them a little bit of wiggle room so you don't immediately start to hate yourself when you break your first one within the you know first 24 hours yeah exactly like I, I think there's so much pressure in that resolution and like that's why like people are always like joke about it or like feel resentment when there's so many people like in the yoga stu- yoga studio or gym on the new year or January 3rd <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's just like, there's like this culture around new year's resolutions. And so I've always like given it kind of more as an opportunity to grow in a certain way. So like this year I just made it really simple and that was to um, sleep more <laughs> Uh, sleep more and like get my sleeping schedule um, basically stabilized and because sleep is so tied to other things for me just functioning in my daily life Um, and then also like just being present being present with myself and other people just so I can connect more authentically and just more securely with Mm -hmm. other people so those are my two things and yeah I think like you were saying those resolutions do have a lot of wiggle room and even have to be a daily thing. It can just be like finding moments where I'm edging closer to um, reaching those goals or or feeling like, okay, I, I'm taking care of myself in that way. Mm -hmm. Tiffany, do you have news? Do you make news resolutions? Um, I do sometimes, but um, it goes back to us putting so much pressure on them especially calling it a resolution um i do tend to do it closer to my birthday though oh really yeah so like this year this is what i'm going to do and it makes me feel a little bit better because it's not when everyone else is and i don't have to announce it because it's just my birthday um so kind of since i was a kid i would be like okay my 10th my 10th year is gonna be like the year that I do this you know kind of thing um so it was always like a childish thing when I was younger but then I realized like okay that's actually kind of a good thing because then I'm not putting that pressure on myself because literally no one else knows about it you know um so I just try to do it yeah so I try to do it on the first as well you know because everyone's so motivated so I'm like okay yeah all these people are doing these things like I'm gonna do something as well but make it a little more broad so I don't feel like, oh, I didn't do it to a T, so that means I failed. And then I'll make it a little more specific around April. <laughs> yeah, I so agree with all of that. That's I feel funny. like what you do on your birthday is what I do on New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do the same thing. Like, I don't necessarily have specific 
like super specific goal. I have more goals, like not like I'm going to do this differently. Sometimes I am like this year, my resolution is to get closer to the people that I care about versus like, I'm going to do this very specific thing every single day or something like that. But yeah, why don't you give us some tips? Generally, what are good tips to keep? What are some good tips that we can use to keep resolutions? Do you have anything else for us? Um, so the tip I would give for uh, keeping your New Year's resolutions, two things come to mind. And the first one is that you don't have to be perfect about it um, and you don't have to be so regimented. Um, I think when you do that, or at least I know when I do that to myself, it kind of sucks the life out of the resolution. Um, and it doesn't seem like I'm reaching for something fulfilling. It just seems like I'm going through the motions. And I think like one example I can use to illustrate that is um, actually something that my nutritionist brought up to me. Um, I was like trying a new diet and I was like putting all this pressure on myself to be perfect. And she said, you know what? She said, you don't have to make this perfect. She said, um, and I was like, well, I'm always craving chocolate. I'm always like just craving it and I just have to eat it. And she's like, well, yeah, just eat it. And she's like, it's not a big deal. And she explained to me that it's actually better for you to follow your cravings and give yourself, give your body what it wants because there's the reason why your body wants wants what it wants and what she said was that chocolate has a lot of magnesium in it so she said your body knows that and so your 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 body knows that that's what it it wants what it wants that's what it's asking for for a reason so there's a nutrition component to that as well um and there's like a mood component so there's all these different things going on um and yeah i don't know i just i thought that was such a good example because even like within those times you're like oh okay like I, i'm just cheating um i'm just gonna take a, a lazy break it's not actually that it's actually something that you, you're doing to within that goal it's going to make you just I don't know. It gets you really comfortable with yourself. It makes you gentle on yourself. And it um, actually, I think it motivates you to keep on going with that goal because you're not going to be so hard on yourself. If you, if you're just perceiving everything as a failure, then it's discouraging. It, it discourages you from going forward. Um, and the second thing was just being honest with yourself. And I think where you you are in your progression with your goal um, because I think that's just that reflection component. And sometimes being, being honest with yourself is really hard, but I think it's required because I think there's still that practical component of achieving any goal. And that's constant about evaluation and reevaluation. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's important too. And again, within that honesty, you don't have to be too hard on yourself. It doesn't mean being critical with yourself. It just means, checking in and seeing, okay, what have I done so far and what I like to do? And that can be writing it down, writing, okay, this is what I've done. This is what I, what I want to do. And maybe even writing a couple things down. Okay. This is what I don't want to do anymore. And this is how I can achieve all those things, writing down tangible things that you can do. So yeah, I think those would be like my two things. Yeah. I think those are perfect. Those are good ones. No, those are actually really good tips. And I didn't even think of that the whole give your body what it wants because why else would it want it you know you have to make your body happy and 
because who else is going to be happy if you don't, you know, like, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. We hurt ourselves trying to be something that we're not, and we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Thank you so much again for being on here. Um, is there anything that you want us to plug? Um, any social media? Any projects that you have going on that you want everyone to know about? Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter, and it's just my first and last name. It's just Lena Graywall, J-A-S-L-E-E-N-A-G-R-E-W-A-L. I'm always posting what I'm writing on there. I write for a few different publications besides Brown Girl, and then I'm just always writing weird stuff. I'm posting myself on Twitter. So I'm a really fun person to follow on Twitter, um, and I think you can kind of gauge what I'm doing on there, but I'm always doing different stuff. So I'm making art, I'm writing yeah, I think that's the one that that's like a good social media outlet to have me on as far as just what I'm doing, um, because I can't even ch keep track of it, all of it myself. So that's actually all I can think of in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for sitting with us and talking to us and being patient through all of our technical difficulties. Yeah, no, it was fine. It was fun, actually. <laughs> it uh, was good to get started. Yeah, I know, hey, now. finally. All right, thank you so much. <laughs>
that last part was not from collegeatlas.org. That was from our own experiences. <laughs> and we say this knowing, not knowing, but experiencing it ourselves because, drum roll, surprise slash not surprise, we're we college dropout. <laughs> Yeah. So there you have it, folks. You the, can podcast without having a degree. <laughs> you know what else you can do without a degree? Wait, what? Drive a car. Oh. <laughs> Things you can do without degrees. Oh. Are you ready? We can drive still. Um, you can lie about having a degree. <laughs> what? People do that? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Why would they? We can lie on resumes just like graduates can. Yeah. I know how to code, apparently. <laughs> I'm really good at Photoshop. <laughs> I know 17 different languages. Wow, that's so impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is something that we have been, this is actually one of the reasons that we knew that we would work is because the first meeting that we had, it was like immediately, I don't know what happened, but immediately it was just like, I dropped out. I was like, I dropped out too. Yeah, I remember that exact moment too. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, well, the thing is, um, I don't actually have my college degree. Because I asked you like I had done it too. Like I asked you like I had been to college too. And I was just like, oh, where did you do it when you were at school? Right. Because I was so used to that being uh-huh. a question yeah. for myself. Yeah. Because it's like the main thing of small talk, especially our generation and just mm-hmm. being Indian American. That's like the one thing that everyone wants to talk about. Like, where do you work? What did you do in college? Yeah. And that's what you had asked me. And at that point, I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, and, like, it's a little bit hard. Uh, I want to admit, like, didn't actually graduate college. And I haven't actually told a lot of people either. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I didn't either. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so that was a really cool moment, too, knowing that other people who I had known through college. Yeah, like, I've known you for how many years? And it's right. not, it's obviously not something that, like, you post about on Facebook, like, you don't do, like, a photo shoot like people do engagements, like, college dropout. We you know? should. We totally should. So this is something that, like, is obviously a big elephant in the room, like, especially when you're meeting up with people from college or from high school or just whoever, and if they ask about it, it's such a hard thing because it's, like, you don't want to lie, but you also don't feel like you need to give an, expla- an explanation of, what you've been doing or it's not really anyone's business because it's it's not but I feel like you also would have to go into a lot more detail than you want to you can't just say like oh no I didn't end up graduating especially when the last time they saw you was in college Mm -hmm. or you know because we both did go to college for a long time yeah we we went the four years mm -hmm. so and so that's what makes it a little harder to explain which you're right we don't have to yeah but it's not really small talk conversation, so it's like, who do you want to open up to? But yeah. then do you lie? How much of the truth do you say? It's, yeah. It gets tricky, but I think it's been easier and easier knowing that people are so open about mm-hmm. different well, realities of people. Especially, like, in our case, because we went to school for so long. Whenever, like, people are, you're like, oh, yeah, I went, you know, I went for four years and I left. They were like, why would you do that? And it's like, why don't you just mind your own business? Like, you didn't have to ask me about this in the first place. Right. <laughs> you know? Why are you actually asking, though? Right. And it's just, like, supposed to be small talk, but I've gotten pretty good about, even now, like, I'm I'm fairly open with people. So, like, when I'm meeting new people, if they ask me, I'm like, oh, no, I, like, didn't finish school. I'm, you know, um, it wasn't yeah. really for me. Now when I meet people, I'm good about that as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah so but I've 
but even when I talk to people that I went to school with that don't know, I'll even phrase it when I'm talking and I'll say, oh yeah, when I left state. So I never quite mm. say that I didn't like after graduation because people always say, oh yeah, after graduation, after graduation. Yeah. So I'll always say like, oh, after I left state or after state, mm-hmm. you know, I did this or whatever. And I so, do the like, same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect because you never, you're not lying. Mm-hmm. You're not explaining yourself you're just it's the truth like when I left I did this right yeah I'll say like you know when I moved out of Detroit because that soon after that is when I just stopped taking classes altogether there Mm -hmm. so yeah like when I moved back home people just assume and I let them assume which I don't think is a bad thing because I'm not hurting anyone it's just you know and a lot of times people don't care regardless Mm -hmm. of what happened they just want to like have a conversation to have a conversation Mm -hmm. so so you you did go to Wayne for four years though right? a little over four years yeah actually yeah I did five years in state too yeah because <laughs> <laughs> technically technically I did six years because I did no I never I did five years of college mm-hmm. I did five four years at state and I did one year at schoolcraft oh okay yeah yeah I did four and a half or at community college sorry right I did four and a half at Wayne um not even consecutively because one semester I just completely failed so then I started taking classes at OCC which I like rocked at because I made sure to take classes that could help my GPA then once I went back to Wayne I was like no <laughs> this is not actually what I want to do like, it's mm-hmm. gonna still take me a while to graduate and I've been here for so long um humble brag but my parents are paying for that and my apartment and it just didn't make sense for me to be there mm-hmm. and even if I did have a job and was paying for everything as well I was over the partying in Detroit at Wayne State with the same people who are leaving you know mm-hmm. because they've graduated or you know they're starting med school so their schedules were different I just didn't want to be there anymore anyway so I ended up moving back home and just working different jobs like since when did um so what were you did you change your major a lot or were you the same major I did throughout? no I changed it a lot actually um I started as a business major mm-hmm. so I was doing business administration loved it I'm just not one of those people that can stay committed um and focused in school like that's kind of been a thing throughout you know like I could be really good at a class but at some point I'm just like well I don't want to do this one more fuck it (laughs) you know um especially if someone's making me do it you never really go to school voluntarily unless you get a higher education right and so that kind of played into it as well and even then for some people it's not really a choice right yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and so for me it always just felt very forced um so I could find things that I had fun in but at the same time, I didn't really want to be there, like, from the beginning. But, mm. you know, I did, like, the business classes and stuff that I was taking. Um, then I decided I really wanted to do econ. I love those classes, and they were, like, good for me, too. You know, I liked reading the books about it, but not the textbooks, you know? And I would, like, read yeah. about it. Like, I would go to the library and actually read for fun, even when I wasn't taking an econ class that semester, because I liked it. I'm like, okay, that's a sign. Like, I need to do this as a major. Then I thought, what am I going to do with an econ degree? That's not going <laughs> to help me. I'm not going to have fun with that. I just am better at retaining that information as opposed to science or you know right um then I officially changed it to econ though and then I really wanted to get into advertising and 2007 I was flipping through the channels and it happened to be the series premiere of Mad Men (laughs) no joke no one I knew watched the show no one I knew had heard of it I didn't see any trailers on AMC or anything until like 2012 oh wow yeah it was series premiere and they're doing a an encore like that week so I have been watching it since day one, pretty much. And I was like, yeah, this is actually what I want to do. Like, you can get a degree in that and, like, still a four-year, you know, you can 
whatever. I'll just be like a year pushback, two years pushback. Like that's not a big deal. Right. Because at least I'll be doing something I want. So then I officially changed my major to marketing. (laughs) And then late 2008 is a semester that I failed. And 2009 is the year that everyone my age was graduating. So that just didn't work out. You know, I did the basic classes, the accounting and all that stuff, the marketing classes in 2007 and 8. But then I just did not want to actually participate in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then I just kind of stopped. Um, So how was yours? Because, I mean, you obviously went for like four years as well. Did you change your major every time or did you know what you wanted to do from the beginning or? Yes. So I did community school for the first year and then I transferred to state. Um, But I wanted to go to music school. And my parents were like, no, 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 you're going to go get a real degree and then you're going to do whatever you want afterwards. And I was like, okay, well, fine. And so um, I went to state and then I was, they don't have a music program at Michigan State that's for business because I wanted to do like the business side. I wanted to do management and I wanted to Mm -hmm. do like the behind the scenes stuff. But MSU only offers um, like vocals or they offer band. Mm -hmm. And so you can like major in an instrument or major in vocals, but you can't do like the business side of everything. So I was already not invested right off the get-go. Um, and I, like, changed my major. I was communications, I was hospitality, I was econ, I was business. I, like, was nothing for a while. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just kept changing my major so much. And I already, not only did I, I was so disinterested in the little things I had to, classes I had to take. Like, I don't know, they take you make, like, they make you take all these, like, bullshit requirement classes and I was not invested in those. I was not invested in like the nitty gritty, like my econ class. I took some international economics class and I was like, I I hated myself when I was sitting in those lectures. Like I would just not go sometimes because I was mm-hmm. like, this is uh, like, it just is like the Charlie Brown, like the peanuts teacher. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. wah, wah, wah. I'm just be like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And even in my hardest semester, like the, the one semester I was, I, my roommate would see this all the time, but I would have like constant breakdowns because mm-hmm. I was so overworked, like trying to study. And I didn't even do that well. I got like a three, two and it was just like, what am I doing? And, and then I had, um, I had my depression really hit when I was in college for like a lot of different reasons. And that just made it worse. So I had, a, I had like one of my worst semesters and I think I got like, I got a four point in one class and I like failed everything else Mm. and it was just so much stress and I had just checked out mentally I checked out like emotionally like everything I just couldn't stand to be there anymore and um I had talked to my parents and I was like you know I can't do this like I can't I can't stay here like I had just shut down completely and I was like I need to get out of here like I need to get a change of environment anything else And my, um, I had a job lined up already. I had been interning at this place and they had been asking me for a few years, like, come, come work full time with us. So I had a job lined up. Mm -hmm. Um, and it it worked out, you know, for a while, my parents were living in Michigan. Um, they eventually moved, but when they moved even like, at least I could, I had a place of my, my own, like I was able to still like, like live and like have a job and it was fine. But, um, yeah, I mean, like. I was the type of student that was good in elementary school and middle school. And then like, as soon as high school hit, I just, my interests were not, 
So, like, I just can't sit in a lecture. I can't sit in a lecture and, like, be talked to about something. Like, I have to be more hands-on and, like, doing something. And then when you're trying to go into something creative like music and you have to do all these, like, your heart is, like, set on something mm -hmm. and you're stuck doing this, like, because your parents want you to. Um, and not that it's wrong, like, they just want the best for you, but it's hard. I don't know how people become doctors because their parents want them to right like, like what that keeps motivation? that motivation right yeah yeah because it's not something that you could just kind of like fake your way through you have to really right. be committed to something mm -hmm. like that. yeah you can't just go with the flow with that especially with like the higher you go in education you're you're not winging it anymore you're not just like being spoon-fed i mean that is a big commitment if you're not into it like mm -hmm. I, I couldn't understand that either but I do know people who are just really good at school, like yeah. really good at retaining information and like learning and that keeps them going. Um, like I have a good friend um, who has always been like that, like very smart girl. She can literally read anything and like be an expert on it, you know? Oh, yeah. And so she was, she jokes that she ended up going through med school and stuff because she's a better student than she could be in any career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because she is such a good student, you know? And um, and she could read something once and just ace that exam. And I've seen it happen. I'm like, how did you just pass that? But she had just read that once or, like, went to the one lecture, took notes. But, like, because she had heard it, you know, she ended up doing very well. She's like, what if I don't know how to be a student anymore? And it was, like, joking. But at the same time, she's like, but I am a really good student, you know? Mm -hmm. So there are some people that are just, they can do that because they don't feel like it's work. Right. So they can keep going along that line. Well, and education is built for one type of person. Like, it's built for one way that people will retain information. You know, there's mm -hmm. not a lot of um, options, especially, like, in a public school setting. There's not really options for you when you're growing up to learn differently. Mm -hmm. And if you can't even figure that out for yourself, like, yes, I learned better this way. Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to ask for something that you don't know how to receive? Right. Or, like, what to ask for? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's difficult. And even in college, especially when you're, in, like, we went to bigger schools. Mm -hmm. When you're in lectures that have 300, 600 people in them, you know, it's standardized. Like, there's no, like, sure, you can go to a TA, but how much how much help are you going to be able to get? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's, like, a pessimist way to say I'm sure some people have great <laughs> TAs that are going to work out. But when you're already, like, not, your heart's not in it, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard. Yeah, and a lot of times you don't find out till way late, and then you just wasted a bunch of time, mm -hmm. money. Yeah. And it's, you're already, you're already not wanting to be there. And then you're beaten down because you get a bad grade. And when you do try hard, it's mm -hmm. like you're still not making the cut. Right. And it just That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was after that semester that I did like my worst is because I had tried so hard and it still wasn't good mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. I just like would lay on my floor and cry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I can't do this. Yeah. This is not for me. Yeah, there was one semester where I had a car on campus, but I still had my apartment and I was working at Starbucks and doing a full load of classes. So I was going back and forth like 30 minutes from my hometown to college and I ended up getting the apartment. I thought it's just going to be a lot easier to live in the apartment, but I was still working there. So then that was really hard. And then I had told my manager at Starbucks, um, Hey, you know, I need to like cut down a few hours or like finals week is coming up. Like I really need to, you know, not work so much. And she straight up told me that Starbucks should be my number one priority. What? Everyone here has already gone through school or has already decided that they were not going to go to school. And I was the only person that was a student and working there. So I had to pick one. What? So then I quit. Are you kidding? 
So <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> So then I ended up, you know, I'm thinking I'm being so productive. I'm doing both. Like I finally have like a job that's actually paying. Yeah. Um, and I'm taking classes like a full load that I was doing like last semester. And I like, felt very motivated. Mm-hmm. And then she tells me that. And then that really hit. And I'm not going to say that's where my depression stemmed out of. But that semester was very hard because of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, wow, I'm not even good enough for Starbucks part-time job. You know, like, yeah, so that yeah. made me feel like shit. And I was like. So is it not for me? Like, if I wanted to make Starbucks my number one priority, because all these people had either dropped out or graduated and decided they wanted to work mm-hmm. full-time there. I mean, whatever. Kind of um, and then I was – I just didn't have a lot of human interaction that semester because I was going back and forth a lot. And my classes just didn't work well with me, and I didn't work well with the classes. So then that semester is a semester that I – bombed yeah and I just stopped caring after a while and I thought because at least it's like that thing Newton's law or Murphy's law Newton's law um a body in motion stays in motion a body at rest stays at rest Mm -hmm. so once I had that one thing that was keeping me very busy out of my life then the other one how am how am I gonna make that yeah everything because I didn't have that balance anymore so I'm like fuck this (laughs) (laughs) so it's easy to like then back out for something like that Mm -hmm. I was able to keep myself really distracted from school because I had a job. So mm-hmm. I was working um, and I had worked there for like th- almost the entire time I was at state. Oh. I had that job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was in an acapella group mm. and like initially, and then I did, um, I was part of like the Indian association and a couple, a year mm-hmm. I did, I was on the executive board. I choreographed, mm. like I was doing a lot of social things, and, like mm-hmm. building a great network and like constantly staying busy. Mm-hmm. Because then I could avoid all my issues with school ah, that I was having. Okay. So it was like, those don't exist if I can't see them. <laughs> right. like, mm-hmm. If I don't read the syllabus, then we're mm-hmm. fine. Like, <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. I do that with my bank statements. If I don't open the envelope, I don't know how much I have or don't have. <laughs> it's a super healthy way to live. <laughs> yes, 100%. Please get all of your advice from us. <laughs> we clearly have it all together. I will say as a disclaimer, since we're still early in the episode, that um, despite my long battle with like the education system and education as it relates to me I have started to go back to school um, but this is because I have a much clearer understanding of what I want from from my education and like what I'm actually looking for but it doesn't always mean that like everyone has to go back to school or like because you hear it people are like oh you can go back to school later and mm-hmm. if for a long time I was like no like that's not what I'm looking to do I wanted like, you know, I want to work. That's all. I've always been really good at work. I've always had a job since I was like 12. I've always been babysitting or lifeguarding mm-hmm. or teaching lessons. Like I've work is my forte. Like that's the one thing mm-hmm. I know I can do mm-hmm. school. I can't do that. So teach me the skill in my job and I'll be able to kick ass at it, mm-hmm. but make me go to a class and, you know, do something like that. I, w- I won't know where to start. Mm-hmm. So I took like three, four years away from school before I started to re-enroll, but I'm like finishing my associates now. Eventually, want want to do my bachelor's and maybe eventually like get my MBA. That's like mm-hmm. something I'm thinking about down the line. But for somebody that doesn't like school, you know, it's baby steps. It's one class at a time. So if you're thinking about doing it, you know, there's no harm in taking a class and figuring out, you know, if you can do it. I mean, my first semester that I took classes, I got like not that great a grade. Mm-hmm. Great, yeah, not that great of a grade. That sounds so hard to yeah. say. Why? I did not do that well, 
and it deterred me from taking classes for another semester. Mm. So I like took a break for a while and then I eventually like thought about it, thought about what my long term long I can't talk. I still have a cold <laughs> and it's not helping. I know, yeah, it got really cold in here too, I think. I eventually figured out what my long term goals are and what I wanted to do to accomplish them. And so this is kind of working out for me now. But again, like not everyone has the same dream. So it's I think becoming more open-minded to people that like i don't know i feel like people are always so shocked when you're like yeah yeah i didn't go to college but or why i went to college but how out. you know yeah you why know. that's always the first yeah. one what happened <laughs> yeah and then they think you're dumb because of it mm-hmm. don't mistake the, the decision that i make for being stupid like mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah you made a choice that you didn't want to go back and that's mm-hmm. part of being human <laughs> making yeah. a choice whether or not it's the right thing for your life or not like you usually don't know when you're making that choice you know right right and then it just happens um and that was one of the things that we talked about initially when we had our first conversation you said that you had finally gotten okay with saying i don't know if i'm gonna go back to school and that's okay yeah because you're so used to saying like yeah yeah one day one day and i was the same way and i totally related to that because i said yeah and it's kind of like it makes you feel better it makes the other person feel better like okay so i'm not in school right now didn't graduate that's fine but yeah i'm totally gonna do it like next semester i'm gonna take classes and i'm gonna get there blah blah blah. but no like if you don't mean it like don't say that and we finally have accepted that fact and then you ended up going back to school and i'm in school too Oh, comedy. <laughs> but you are. That is also like a form of now you're doing something that, you know, is it's helping you grow and get to your goals. Like you're taking classes. They're not conventional sit down and take this exam type of classes, but like you're learning. And, you know, just because and that's the other thing is like it's not like we don't like to learn. Like we have mm-hmm. interests. Like mm-hmm. we do research. We read books. You know, we we try to absorb information on things that we're interested in. But it's just the that that in that form like it's different Mm -hmm. so um i feel like there's like a stigma with people that drop out like everyone's a waitress or like you know and like i i work as a project development manager like i don't have a degree like Mm -hmm. i just have a lot of good work experience right and um like you could you could be the smartest person in the world if you don't have any job experience you're not going to find a Mm -hmm. job right no one's going to hire you Mm -hmm. So when we get so focused on just school, like, you know, a lot of parents are like, you know, don't work, just focus on mm-hmm. school, just focus on school, like get good grades. Like right. where's it's going to get you if you don't have a, a little bit of a background mm-hmm. to like right. a foundation for you mm-hmm. to stand on. Um, oh, I know that when um, my, I have some extended family that found out I had dropped out, mm. they talked to me like I was having like, I don't even know, like, and I don't know if this is going to be offensive, but they talked to me like I was going to have a sex change. Like, they were oh. like, what are you doing? Like, what will people think? How will you, why are you doing this to yourself? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, I didn't even ask you. Like, I don't mm-hmm. give a damn what you think. <laughs> right. You know, everyone in my family is engineers. And, mm-hmm. you know, when my brother and I are both people that never did, you know, the engineering route or the doctor mm-hmm. route. And so we're like the black sheep of the family. And my brother works for, um, the government and so it's just funny that like we walk and we're like we like to do art and like <laughs> right, yeah. be creative and mm-hmm. they're like okay go sit down like <laughs> but the reaction that I got from them was just the most annoying mm-hmm. I guess and it was just like if my family's going to be this unfiltered 
you know, my ex these extended family members can be so unfiltered. Like, then there's all these Indian people you have to worry about that are like, oh, did you, did, what did you graduate in? Did you graduate? Or like, mm -hmm. and I think one thing that is really cool about us too, is we're okay with admitting that we're still figuring it out. Yeah. Like even in the first episode of the podcast, we had mentioned it, um, that we're not experts in anything right now. Cause we really don't know, but we just want to be relatable and just be the people that we are and live unapologetically. <laughs> What's up, Zane? <laughs> Shout out, Zane. No, and I think that's important because just because you have this education backing you doesn't validate, validate you as a person in any way. Right. But people want to away. define us yeah. by our degree. Yeah. By our schooling. Even if you have the same degree as someone else, but they went to a better school, it's easy to judge. And, you know, mm -hmm. all this stuff that keeps coming with that. It's like, who cares? Being in this community. And that's awful. Yeah. So I think it's it's something to not be ashamed of. Like if you have dropped out and you're following your passion and whatever timeline that looks like, who cares? That's your own journey and you shouldn't have to feel like you need to explain yourself. And for all those people that think it's okay to judge, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ask you. Yeah, don't. Just don't. Another thing we talked about our first meeting that we had last year was – well, we also kind of touched on this, like, earlier in the episode, was that the small talk, the easiest thing to do is, where'd you go to school? What'd you graduate in? What are you doing for work? And we were so excited to get to even that part of the conversation so late in our meeting, because we were talking about our dreams, our passions, what we wanted to do, like, where we were in our yeah. lives, how we felt about our lives, like, you know, that kind of stuff, like, and people don't do that. Mm -hmm. And so that was also another reason why we decided to decided to do this podcast is because people aren't asking those questions like I want to know I want to pick people's brains and see like what is your passion like what are you doing like how do you want to better the world we need to reinvent what our ideas of small talk are mm -hmm. and I've been doing that a lot with my family friends too who are much older because they want to ask especially nowadays like who are you dating are you dating anyone right. when you're getting married you know and they think it's funny and I steer them away from that conversation right away Oh, yeah. You know, if I know that they had a grandkid or, like, whatever like that, like, I'll bring my nephew into it and be like, oh, so how was that? I remember my nephew's um, age, too. You know, like, oh, that was so much fun. Like, that must be so fun. And then they're smiling and laughing and talking about, like, that kind of stuff because it's something they want to talk about. They just don't unless they're the ones that bring it up, you know? Right. And so I'll try to, like, say something that we can also relate to, but it doesn't have to be the standard two-minute conversation about, you know, no, I'm not dating anyone. Yeah, I still have the same job. It's going well. Good to see you. Right. You know, and that's how it goes every <laughs> single time. So, like, now I'm starting to steer the conversation in a different way, mm -hmm. which I think that we should do because we can learn a lot more about each other. And the more that we communicate and learn about each other, the easier we get to world peace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, uh, it, you know, it's like the saying that you can't hate somebody after you know their story. Mm -hmm. Or there's some some version of that is, yeah, is yeah. what it is. Mm -hmm. but. It, it like humanizes you, you know, instead of just doing like the cookie cutter conversation, why don't you ask something that matters mm -hmm. or like compliment someone's shirt? Like that's a great jacket. Where did you get that jacket mm -hmm. from? Instead of being like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Where right. did you graduate from? <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe that also comes from our sales background. Yeah. Where we want to ask those questions. Usually it was to get the sale, but then it ended up being like a better day because we Mm -hmm. met six cool new people instead of just one new sale you know? right and that is the difference between us and who we were 10 years ago too you know yeah, so for sure. not even just from other people but 
how did your um, parents handle, like, how did you bring it up and, and what did your parents say? Um, well, they, so this is actually pretty interesting because they knew that I had obviously failed um, in 2008 because they had gotten a letter at home while I'd gotten one at the apartment. They're like, okay, so what happened? Like, it was the job, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah, kind of, like, that definitely took a toll. But they also didn't realize how far behind I was, that I wasn't going to graduate in 2009 anyway, mm. regardless of the job, regardless of that semester. And they, so I told them, like, I can't go back to Wayne State for a full year. So my mom said, are there any alternates? Like, what what happens now? And I said, oh, I can take classes at OCC. Like, right away, I was like, oh, I can take classes. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And my mom kind of... OCC, community college, yeah. by the way. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a community college. And she didn't say... She almost gave me, I don't want to say an out, yeah, but something like that of, like, what do you want to do? Right. A question that my parents had never asked me. You know, like, they've always asked, like, what do you want to be when you grow up and that kind of stuff, but not, like, no, no, but what do you actually want to do? What are you interested in? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I can find out right now. Like, I can enroll in OCC. A lot of people do it, you know, if they've like, dropped out or if they're transitioning, they take classes there. Like, that'll be easy. Right. And I was just so focused on, like, yeah, I have to go back to school. Like, what else would I do? I'll just go to a different school, take easier classes, blah, blah, blah. And that's not really – I mean, of course, she was, like, happy about that because she thought that that's what I wanted to do. So right. she's like, oh, okay, that's great. And then in a year, then you can go back to Wayne, graduate, and that'll be fine. You'll just be a little bit behind. Okay. But in my head, I mean, I didn't realize it till much later – like, wait, but I didn't want to go back to school right away. I did want to chill for a little bit, you yeah. know? And I only really had, like, two months of not taking classes. And that was really shitty mentally, and, you know, it just didn't actually help the situation. And then I did end up end up taking easier classes to raise my GPA. But at the same time, I really didn't want to be in school. Like, my plan was not to go back to Wayne State. Yeah. So. But it's hard to, like, when you say it out loud, it's hard to admit that. Because mm-hmm. you're, like, finally, you're finalizing it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. When you're, like, no, I don't want to go back. And I think that, because I feel like I did that, too. I was, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I'll go back. I'll go back. Mm-hmm. And when I finally was, like, okay with saying that I didn't want to finish school, mm-hmm. people have a hard time with that mm-hmm. as well. They're, like, why, how you never go back? Like, right. I'll go back in 20 years. Will that make you happy? Right. <laughs> you yeah. Like, what do you want me to say? If I'm mm-hmm. not ready and I don't know what I'm doing, then mm-hmm. why, why do that to myself? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I ended up going back to Wayne, going back for a semester, um, I ended up telling my parents, like, I lied to them again and said, like, oh, yeah, if I go this route, you know, because of how well I did at OCC, which I did do pretty well there, uh, but because of how well I did there, like, I can, like, change some of my stuff around and then I can just get, like, a basic degree in liberal arts and, you know, all that kind of stuff, like, lying to them, telling them, like, it'll still be okay, like, I'll figure it out. Right. And it'll be As you're, like, it'll be done. behind the scenes. As I'm, like, wait, why am I taking these classes? I don't want to take these classes. Like, I don't actually want to graduate. I don't know what I'm doing with my right. life. All that kind of stuff is going in my head and I'm telling them, like, yeah, yeah, like, in two semesters I'll have all my classes. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then that lie went on for a while. Then I was, like, okay, well, wait and see, it's not counting my math class from like whatever so then I have to like retake that so it's just taking a little bit longer and I kept lying to them like and at that point I kept having jobs so then I was like I'm paying for these classes so it's fine but I wasn't taking the classes right you know I was like taking one class when I said I was taking three or you know just to try to get back on track in their eyes but I wasn't so how did your parents handle it (laughs) continue just Uh, as a side note Tiffany's mom who doesn't know about the podcast 
<laughs> okay. Forgive me, I'm like getting over a bad cold and now I can't form words like enunciated properly. Ugh. So Tiffany's mom, who doesn't know about the show, just walked in and she was talking about her parents. <laughs> and we just silently talked about something different for a while. So that's when we were getting to, Shema, what did your parents um... <laughs> I had a lot from my parents when I was in college. Literally, like anything. Um, There's a lot that they didn't know about me. And they moved when I was in college about six hours south of me. So I didn't see them a ton. It's super easy to lie over the phone. Or, like, even if you can't quite hide your emotions, you can kind of blame it on something else. Mm. So they didn't know a ton of what was going on. My mom did know about my depression after a while, just because it got so bad, like, I had to tell somebody. And whatever, like, I say this a lot because my parents are a testament to this, is that you're, we definitely don't give our parents enough credit sometimes. And so when I was getting ready to tell them, like, I don't want to go back to school and I'm done, like, I have to get out of here, um, they were incredibly supportive. Mm -hmm. And I think it was they are, the fact that they already knew that uh, I, I didn't want to be there you know, off the bat. Like, I was excited to go to state. I was excited to, you know, go to college and move away, but it, it wasn't studying the things that I wanted to, and I got pleasure out of, like, making friends and being social, and, like, I really discovered this whole new world when I went into um, this university because I was so used to, like, a certain type of person or, you know, being... I wasn't, like, living in a, in a super diverse area. So, like, the Indian crowd and, like, just the people that I met um, but they handled it really well. And I think it helped that I had a job lined up, um, that it gave them some solace knowing that like I could, I would be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, it took a lot, a lo not a lot. It took some convincing for me not to have to move down to like the middle of nowhere, Indiana with mm -hmm. them because I would lose my mind. And then my parents gave me a lot of like, um, they just, they allowed me to do, like, I don't even know if I could do this as a parent, but they let me do a lot of things that I was surprised about, like, not coming home right after I left college or dropped out of college. See, I'm so used to saying, like, left right. college. But after I dropped out or um, allowing me to live on my own, like, you know, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think they took it, they took it well. Mm -hmm. um, I think they had a harder time, like, feeling like my mom is like she feels like she's to tell like our family about stuff like because mm -hmm. she's like we can't lie to them mm -hmm. <laughs> like okay well so i think that was upsetting for her but you know she's, my mom's a champ <laughs> but yeah i think the one thing is i think college is great i think ed being educated is obviously a very good thing um it gives you a lot of more opportunities but if there's something like deep down in your gut that is telling you it's not right for you i think that's okay to, to listen to it as well or find a balance where you can figure that out. You know, talk to your parents. Figure out if you can, like, take less classes or be in different types of classes or, or, or learn what your passion is before you dive into that. If you need to take a year off between high school and college. Yeah, I know people that have done that, and, like, that works out for them, too. Like, even the ones that went to grad school. Oh, yeah? You know, or um, they took a year off or even a year and a half off between undergrad and grad school. Oh, just okay. to make sure that that is what they wanted to do, you know, um, just to have that break. Because if they do go to grad school and then get a job, luckily right away, um, then they never had that time to themselves to really evaluate their lives mm -hmm. and see where they're going. It's a big so decision I do to think, make at 18, right? You know? mm -hmm. 
So I do think that is very important to figure it out. And I don't think that we allow ourselves to figure it out. People think of it as a waste of time or, well, yeah, you figure it out as you go. But if you're killing yourself while you're doing it, that's not going to help anyone. No, because they say like you should, you'll figure it out. You have two years, right? And when you're in college, Mm -hmm. you have two years Mm -hmm. to figure out what you want to do. That's not, <laughs> that's not always, like, a good time frame. Like, mm-hmm. how do you decide in so two young. years? Yeah, you are. You're so young at that age. And you haven't really seen the world. Like, everything is very structured for you, you mm-hmm. know? Like, the education route. Yeah. Yeah, and then what do you do if you go into something that you hate? Or, like, you're having a hard time doing something that your parents think is the best for you? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. Uh... And, and, like, not to say that, like, I have friends that are becoming doctors or are doctors, because that's generally what they wanted to do, which mm-hmm. is great. I don't think that there's, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, being educated, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think it's okay to recognize that that's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that you should be looking down on people that have done something different. Or going back to what our podcast is about and our demographic. But a lot of people think that it is for white people or, you know, like people that are not like us like oh it makes sense for them to drop out or it makes sense for yeah. them not to go to college because they're gonna do that that and that or right. whatever the case is so being indian american it's very important to have that conversation with your kids or with your parents um that it's okay once again to figure it out or if you do have a passion it's okay to act on it there's nothing wrong with being practical but you can also be practical in some aspect but also follow your dreams mm-hmm. And that's a conversation that we're not having. So this is the part of the episode that you guys I know have missed. We like to play a little this or that type game that we have brilliantly named this or that. So, okay, Shama, you go first. Are we doing every other? Yeah, I just thought about that. We did it, um... The five and five, yeah. right? Yeah. We'll try every other. Okay. It'd be fun. Yeah, okay. I, I was like, puffed them <laughs> to be like, this is outdated or something, but I guess it's not. Better. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, Ugg boots or riding boots? Riding. Christmas or New Year's Eve? Like, this year or every year? Which holiday do you like to celebrate more? Christmas. I don't really celebrate Christmas. Whatever, that's the answer I said. <laughs> Write or perform? <laughs> Yeah. Perform. Ooh. I kind of figured, I, I had an idea that you would say that, but I wasn't sure. And I've been doing a lot more of that, so. Yeah. <laughs> backpacks or totes? Totes backpacks. <laughs> I, hate I hate me too. Oh, God. No, backpack for sure, though. Okay. Starbucks or Tim Hortons? Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> Pandora or Spotify? Do you use either of them? Okay. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but this isn't the game, so. Ugh. Back against the Spotify. wall. Spotify. Gun to your head. You pick Spotify. Mm-hmm. Do, do you use either of them? I do. Well, I haven't used either in a long time. Oh. But it's like Pandora was always the thing that was most accessible. Same. But Spotify was cool when I had it, just didn't want to pay for it anymore. So it's like that whole thing, do you want to be with the relatable people in high school? Do you want to be one of the cool kids, even though you weren't? It's like, I wanted to be the cool kid with Spotify, but I was still comfortable with my 
Pandora. That's what. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, that's. I had a hard time transitioning as well, but I like have Spotify on my phone because mm-hmm. I like their um, generated playlists a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm a big yeah. fan of those. Mm-hmm. Royal purple or emerald green? Mm, emerald green. I look better in green. Hmm. <laughs> Dorm life or apartments? Apartments. Of course. Well, see, like, when I was asking the question, I meant, like, in college, like, which one did you have more fun in? Which I knew would still be apartments, but, like, I, I want you to think about it. I my dorm, though. Yeah, right? But I had a roommate that didn't... First, my roommate didn't show up, and then my roommate lived with me for, like, that semester... But then she dropped out and went to mm. beauty school. Oh, whoa. Yeah, more power to her for that. <laughs> and now she's, like, really good at her job in Southern California. That's awesome. Yeah, but I, like, basically lived alone most of my freshman mm. year. So more, I had way more fun in my apartment, though. I had good roommates. Mm-hmm. This is so good. Cartwheel or a somersault? Somersault. That was a really fast answer. Because I would pride myself when I was really good at doing, like, four somersaults in a row. Really? But I could never get my legs straight enough to do a good cartwheel. I feel like I always landed weird whenever I did somersaults, mm. but cartwheels I was always very good at. Mm. Oh, interesting. I mm. love doing cartwheels, but I was so good at somersaults. Like, I would love just, like, <laughs> turning and, like, it just, like, looked cool. Like, people yeah. would tape me. Not people. Like, my parents and sisters. <laughs> it's creepy. Like, <laughs> my family. Um, just see, like, how many I could do. And, like, really? I would just roll and it was, like, really cool. But cartwheels, like, sometimes I could land it, but most of the time I could not. Do you ever do the um, somersaults off your couch? Like, you know how they yeah, yeah, the yeah. armrest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the best. Mm-hmm. On these couches? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, the back fence, you'd, like, put your hands oh, behind Oh, yeah, yeah. That was usually what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Jimmy Fallon or Ryan Seacrest? Jimmy Fallon! Of course! <laughs> I'm not you. Huh? I said, I'm not you. Oh, I would still pick Jimmy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because, like, he has his own thing. Like, Ryan, I've only seen as a host. Yeah. You know, like, he, but Jimmy can, like... He's dynamic. He's good as a host. He's a great improviser. He's yeah. awesome on SNL. Like, he's a good writer. Like, he can do everything. I just want to go on his show and, like, play games with him. Oh, my... Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's so funny and he's so adorable. And, like, yeah. like I would want to be his friend and business partner. Yeah. You know, like, okay. Ryan, I would just marry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, kill, marry, fuck. Yeah, yeah, fuck. yeah. <laughs> everything. Well... Except for you wouldn't want to kill either. Never mind. Yeah. That's <laughs> not at all. No. no. <laughs> If you like community college, frat parties, or scrappy Indian girls, share this with someone you like. Or don't like. Someone who dropped out. Someone who is thinking about going back to school. Or someone who needs to understand the path to success is not the same for everyone. Thanks for listening. Cheers. I know one job that doesn't need a degree. Hey, uh. <laughs>